Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jance, and my guest today is Ramon Ray. He is a journalist, technology evangelist, and if you've ever heard him speak, you know there's a little of that preacher in him, I think. He's an <laughs> editor of smallbiztechnology.com, and he puts on an annual small business summit. It's actually uh, branched out and uh, putting it in a, in a couple locations now. So, Ramon, thanks for joining me. John, thank you so much. It's really a pleasure and honor to be here, and I've learned so much from your podcast, yeah. uh, jogging or walking or with my kids, and uh, really happy to be one of your uh, guests today. So thank you very much. Oh, well, thank you. So we, we are going to specifically talk about events today because I think that they are an important part of the the marketing piece. It's a great way for somebody to, to you know, even in the smallest of events, to, to maybe see and engage, you know, you as a potential marketer for 45 minutes while you're up on the stage, you know, educating. And uh, so it's a, it's a great tool. It's one that I promote all the time. But it's also one of right. those things that, you know, I think for a lot of small business owners, it's a little scary because, you know, it's like, what if I give a party and nobody comes, you know? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, so so I'm hoping you can, uh, well, first off, give me give me a little sort of your background of, of putting on uh, these events. I think you're up to the sixth or seventh year on the, on the summit. So you've probably, you've probably learned how to do it and how not to do it. <laughs> correct, correct. And I have a lot to learn. But in a nutshell, yes, I mean, I've been doing events for a number of years. Um, like yourself, I do three things. I'm a writer and, and a speaker, and then I do events. Those are the three rubrics of what I do. So in regard to the event side of it, I, you know, I, I have the uh, summit, which is in New York City. I'm going for about seven years. I have a national tour that I've been doing and some events I've done on the West Coast. And um, and so far, John, they've gone pretty well. There's some fundamentals that it takes. We'll talk about that in a bit. But but I think that that's pretty much what it is, and, and it's in the rubric of small businesses. I don't do pets, dog shows, or real estate. You know, but my focus is really for small businesses, so. Well, pretty well. And, and we can talk about the idea of, you know, doing events to make money, you know, doing events sure. to actually, you know, further your platform. I mean, because mm-hmm. there's lots of different Absolutely. reasons to do. So so maybe talk a little bit about what are, what are some of the sure. reasons why a, a business, small or otherwise, might think about producing or co-producing events? Absolutely, and I think that's a great question because I think that's really what I tell people often is really you have to determine why you're doing this before you just jump out and say, I want to do an event. So I think... Uh, two things, and think, think of a matrix, I think. I think, one, there's that small, say, say a candle shop owner. And, you know, maybe they just want to have some people that come in their showroom. In a way, John, that is one type of event. So I just want to clarify that it doesn't always have to be a huge event with thousands of people. But an event is really about bringing people together for community in some way. But point one, I think that you can do an event to bring your audience together. Maybe you're just investing in it kind of like a marketing option, and you're saying, I want my own customers to come in and just feel good about my brand. That's one way to do it. Point two, you're doing it as a revenue generation or as a side business for what you're doing. Again, going to the veterinary service or the the doggy daycare, and they say they want to start doing events, and maybe they charge people to come and learn how to train their dogs better. That's a way maybe they're doing it to make money in that way. And the third thing to consider doing is maybe you have products or services that you want to sell and you want a volume of people to come and then to buy those products and services around your event. So those are three ways I think that people can think about it. I'm sure there's more. Maybe you have some ideas. But those are three ways that I think about it to build community, to uh, make money just with the ticket sales or sponsorship, which is another thing we can talk about, and point three, um, to sell more of what you have to a bigger audience. Well, you know, I often talk about this idea of I, I, I think if you – 
you know, build a strategic partner network. Say you're a law firm and you and you go out and you find the accountant and the bank and right. you know all the other stuff that you know your your small business clients need, and, right. and putting on kind of all day events. I, I think you know, giving great content, but you all sort of cross pollinate your customers. I think it's a great way to, to, to think about it that way is almost like a referral tool. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, people love to come together and do it for sure. So if somebody's out there listening, you know, I, I think one of the things that challenges, I think a lot of people think in terms of, okay, I'm going to have an event and I'm going to bring people and I'm going to try to sell them something. But there, right. you, you know, how do you come up? I mean, you know, the problem with that, of course, is nobody wants to be sold anything. <laughs> so, right. so uh, you know, how do you come right. up with, with the idea maybe for programming or or even discovering is there a need for a kind of event where the, the people would actually come from come to i, sure. you know, I, I sure. think that's the challenge a lot of times you know all people do is they look at the typical event and think i guess i have to do right. that and, and i think the real sort of magic is if you come up with something that that really actually has the end user you know sort of Correct. benefiting more than you <laughs> right and i think and it's so hard because all of us are, are arrogant to some degree and want to push ourselves but you're right and i think that's the only way to do it is to look at that end user but i think as people are thinking should i do events people want to come to an event for a few reasons maybe you have a very famous person you know that that people are going to want to listen to so you know for sure, you know what, I know this football player, this NFL player, this ex-real estate mogul or a famous author. You're going to then get people interested to come to your event for that. Now, of course, what to sell them and how to do that is coming later. But that's what, that what piques the interest. Point two, people want to learn. So again, you know, we can use a doggy daycare all day, but I can switch to cookies or anything. I want to stay away from social media because we do that so much it's easier. But, you know, you're selling cookies in your store. Maybe you're having an event how to make cookies or make cakes, whatever is better. So the second reason is people will come to learn. And, so, and I think the third thing is, um, is that people will come really just to overall better themselves and their business in the community. It sounds kind of corny, but you'd be surprised telling people 100 of your peers are together, why don't you come and join us? People will come just for that, or that could be one reason they're also coming. So learning um, to hear from someone famous or to be around this or community. So let's talk about um, uh, format too, because you do um, you do your events in real life. You know that's kind of right. that's kind of the new des <laughs> you know IRL is the new sort of funny designation because you know we do right, so, right. so many things virtually anymore that it's actually a novelty that you would come together in person. But uh, you you choose to do them in person, and so maybe you can talk right. a little bit about why you think that's a good format as opposed sure. to uh, you and I both were on. Uh, um, uh, Social Media Explorers uh, right. Small Business Summit. Social and, Media uh, Examiner. Examiner, I'm sorry. Explorers, mm-hmm. Jason's deal. But uh, <laughs> um, Social Media Examiner's uh, Small Business Summit, and, right. and and that's a very successful virtual mm-hmm. event uh, mm-hmm. that, that Mike Stelzner's put together. So talk a little bit. I mean, I think sometimes people, un, you know, they underestimate Right, right. Actually, how hard it is to do to do an in-person event and a real live event, and then I think sometimes they underestimate uh, some of the powerful tools that are available to do virtual events. But I but I think I think they both have their place. Right. No, I agree, and I think really at the end of the day, it really depends on what the owner wants to do and and how they're doing it. I think the online event, which I won't spend a lot of time in, other people are more expert on that, even though I do online events. But I think the online events, John, are great when you have a very very large audience, especially if you want. 100 people or 1,000 people to join, you have a very, very large audience. They're very focused on usually one aspect. Again, you could have 
all day seminars like we were at with Social Media Examiner, but, you know, you're talking about one topic for maybe 45 minutes or what's very narrow-focused. So I think that's the, the perfect idea for an online event. Um, but the reason I do offline events, John, to talk more about that is because, and I said this many times, it's really for that vibrancy. When you have, let's say you're a small business owner, you're in Minnesota somewhere, and you can bring 200 of your customers or 200 people in the community together, you can have some great content that they can sit down in a chair, smell the fabric, hold a piece of paper, look at a stage, shake the speaker's hand. During the breaks or afterwards, they can all exchange cards. You just can't do that online. So online is great. But that is the reason why I find that offline events work. People will get up in the morning. They'll even buy a ticket if they know they're getting value. So if you could build your event to do that, to give value, provide content, and let people network, at least in the events that I do, let people network, you can find yourself a pretty winning combination. Yeah, and I, I often tell people, I, I, I think, especially, you know, my audience primarily small business owners, and, you know, I right. often tell them I, you force yourself to go to a couple, you know, in-person real live events because, yes. you know, there there's nothing like that. Me, you know, we you can engage somebody on, you know, Foursquare or, or Facebook until you're blue in the face, but there's, you know, there's nothing like uh, meeting them in person, sharing a meal with them, and, and really finding out their story, and I think that that, uh, I, I, think, I think, don't get me wrong, you know, I think it's the right. combination of those two things that, that allows you to really build relationships and, and a lot of the social media allows you to sort of open up relationships much quicker but um, you know if you're going to transact business with somebody you trust there's nothing like looking them in the eye is there? No I agree and I mean it's funny even after the social media examiner summit I got a few tweets and emails good to hear from Ramon and all that guess what some of those people are coming to, to, to live events that I'm doing and others are doing so you're right one of the people I look up to said no life and trust I don't know if you know that person, John, but somebody <laughs> I look up to said that. And, you know, a, a real event, that's really where it happens. Yeah. The no like, and trust facts and deeper relations. For the person doing it, again, going back to the business owner who wants to do it, that's how you build that, by being able to have your staff there and shake their hands and smile and you really build it to another level. Well, and I think, you know, going back to one of your first things, you know, I often tell people another habit you ought to get, you know, Take four or five of your customers out to lunch together. I mean, that mm-hmm. in a way is an event because I think you know, in my in my world, you know, small business owners are my customers, and you know, they're 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 lonely out there. You know, right. I mean, they they don't have anybody else to share some of their 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 challenges with sometimes, and so bringing peers together right. and you just sit back and facilitate it is you know is is the simplest kind of event, but I think it's uh, it still has the power of that of what we're talking about today. Right, absolutely. So let's talk about money. Uh, mm-hmm. You have done a, I mean, you charge for your events, you have sponsors right. for your event, and, and, and I think that that, you know, that's an aspect that particularly somebody that has aspirations of maybe putting together something that becomes, you know, a big event in their industry or in their town or right, something. Right. Um, talk a little bit about the challenges um, and, and maybe even just uh, some of the strategies you found for, for acquiring and working with sponsors. No, absolutely. There's a few points on that. One, and I'm very serious about this, Get good credit. That's what one. <laughs> you know, once you sink into this, you never know what happens. So, you know, check with your Amex card, Visa card, your banks. When I did my first event, John, I had four cards, raised the limits as high as I could, and I dived in and did it because that's that's point one. We can the details of it. I don't think we have time today, but you know, by the time the hotel bills come in and the twenty percent charges and all that, it can be much. But so really have 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 some financing behind you. That's point one. And I say that because point two, the money you get in may not come immediately. But really, John, the secret, what I found is, one, having a very good budget 
as close to accurate as possible before you sign contracts. And this is where I've been hurt in the past. I've signed things, even recently I did a big event and signed some things that if I would have took my time, the event would have been better off. So one, have a budget. Back of the napkin, the venue, you know there has to be venue costs. AV, food, uh, signage and all those kind of things. Um, and maybe your marketing if you're paying for it. Those are, you know, usually events fall into those four or five buckets. The events, the, the food, the signage, if you're doing video production, have a little rough estimate of what it costs. Then start working backwards from there. Uh, how much can we bring in on ticket sales? And be very pessimistic. Don't be optimistic. Be pessimistic on the ticket sales. Point three, and how I do it is, can you find larger companies relatively to your industry or community who will help who will see value, not in supporting you, because I don't like to use that word, but sees value in reaching your audience through your event. And that's really the key that I found. A good budget, what will I bring in on ticket sales, if that's important to me, and can I work with others who can help fund it or provide value-added services? If the Marriott Hotel will give you a $50,000 room and food, God bless them. So that's, that's how I would, in a nutshell, with that money well, is there a little bit of a, a formula like in other words do you want to get sponsor dollars that'll cover your nut so to speak you know your costs right. and and then your ticket sales are gravy i mean is there a, is there sort of a formula that people use like that i think so and again everybody's different but for and again i think it depends on also john going back to as we talked earlier why you're doing it now if you're doing an event that's very very educational and customized you will be able to command a higher ticket sale and maybe have less sponsors. If you're having an event to have a better, you know, to maximize car wash sales in your area, you know, car wash franchises, owners may pay $2,000 a ticket to attend. But now if you're having an event like we do, John, you know, most of the small business events, social media 101, Facebook and all these, people are not going to pay $1,000 to attend. That's just how it is. So I think that, yes, I like to, I would advise people to have one sponsor to cover about 75% of those costs or half at least. That way you're on track and you can have room with other sponsors and ticket sales. But if you can get one sponsor to invest with you and believe in you to help fund the big portion of the cost, that is the safest bet. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's another kind of sponsor, too, because you, you, you have done a great job, I think, in your events of getting that kind of sponsor. But then there's that right. promotional sponsor, too, right? I mean, then, yes. you know, because obviously if you build it, right, <laughs> it doesn't right. mean they're going to come. So, so then you're, right. then all of your effort has to turn to how do I fill the seats or, or at least get, yes. you know, get enough people there to make it a good event. And, uh, right. and so I know you get sponsors for that. But do you have any other tips about uh, uh, how somebody goes about, you know, getting people to help them, if you will, right. uh, fill the seats. And that, John, great point. That's the second part of it. So the sponsors, so for me, the two biggest headaches that I have when I do events, John, are do we have sponsors who, who will believe in the event, want to market the event, to, to, to pay us to be able to sponsor, that's point one, and then getting feet in the door. Because it's no, nothing worse than having John Jans or somebody come and speak at your event to one person, and you have 500 seats. That's a killer. Um, so, yes, market, what I call them, John, are marketing partners. That's the word I use for my events. And marketing partners usually are people who believe in what you're doing, and you can give them something at, at your event or around events. In exchange, they have big megaphones, give or take, and they will let your audience know about it. So maybe one person doesn't do it. But if you have 15 people who each have audiences of 2,000 each, now we're talking about a lot of people magnifying your event, and hopefully there's a little bit of overlap so people are hearing the message more than once and then they're going to sign up and come. That's what I do. Marketing partners, 
you know, it's people you know, like, and trust, you've worked with, they believe what you're doing, and everybody, you don't have to pay. You'd be surprised how far goodwill. Hey, you know, Bob, uh, we'll promote your, your $10 off, you know, doggy biscuits if you can please tell your customers to come to our events. Everybody wins. Yeah, now, um, kind of the last thing I want to close on, and, and I know you've, you know, you go to a lot of conferences, I go to a lot of conferences, you see what works and what doesn't. Have you kind of right. hit on a, a formula for, you know, once people are there, so you've done all your great work, you've got your sponsors, you've got great speakers, uh, you've got people in the seats, you know, are, are you finding, have you landed on a format that you think then keeps people saying, hey, this was a great event, <laughs> you know, whether yep. it's, an hour long. It's. I go to conferences. I've asked. To, I've been asked to speak at a couple where they want all the speakers to do twenty minutes. Um, right. Then right. I've gone to some where it's all roundtables and people get to interact and they get to ask questions and they get to workshop stuff. I mean, what, what what's the? Is there a, a secret formula to keep people engaged? I think that for me, I found definitely the shorter the better. Thirty minutes is nice. But John, overall, I really think, especially for a day long event, the most important person at that event I found is the moderator. Yeah. The person who's the top dog who's God. Because I, you can have a very boring speaker who maybe even self-promotes themselves around the world, but if you have a great moderator who can come on stage and gently and nicely close them down or bring out some smart questions, the, <laughs> the moderator hook. can turn that around. The hook. What's that? Is that you're talking about the yeah, hook? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. That's right. But I found the moderator really is the person who has the hooks and the honey to help move that event forward. Because what I found that in my events, everybody's different, though, even if you go to Inc. events, other great events we've been at, are the energy and passion has to be high, the information has to be high, and people have to feel they're getting value. And even though your speakers may never have been with you, that moderator, that, that MC, their job is to keep the train running and keep it exciting. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that that's a great point too because when you talk about an all day event, it, even if your speakers are great, like I get asked to speak a lot of times, and you, you know, the, right. I hate doing the after lunch slot, you know, because <laughs> because everybody's starting to drag and they've had the cheesecake, right, right. and and so you know, right. the, the idea of of actually having somebody who realizes their job is to keep the energy high, I, I think is, right. uh, is is a really really great point. Right. So so um, you've got an event coming up, and this uh, will will. Unfortunately, this will be just a few days' notice by the uh, time uh, people are listening to this. But uh, uh, you want to talk about uh, your event coming up and how people might find yeah. out more, maybe even for a future event? Yeah, sure. No, really, John, thank you very much. It's the Small Business Summit at smallbizbiztechsummit.com. And when people register, if they type in duct tape, uh, they'll be pleasantly surprised. So I'll leave it at that. Oh, cool. All right. I'm <laughs> gonna thank go, you very much. It's, I'm going to go there and put it in there. I, I love surprises. I'm going to go in there and put that in there my, right now myself. So, uh, Ramon, always great to talk to you. Hopefully we will uh, bump into you soon. I um, I love coming to New York. I don't get there enough. But uh, good luck with the event and uh, appreciate everything you do. No, John, thank you very much. All the best. All right, take care.